Welcome to After All, the cross-generational podcast dedicated to discovering and rediscovering the social, political, and personal impact of The Mary Tyler Moore Show. I'm your host, Ariel Fisher. And I'm Sylvia McCon. Welcome to the show, guys. This week, it is episode 20. After today, we will have four episodes left until the end of the season. Can you believe she it? She counts well. She counts that's well. That's amazing. No, that's... Uh, we've done an amazing job. We've done a season. We've done a season. Well, almost. 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 Not quite. So this week's episode, episode 20, is high. Uh, so Mary is in the hospital for a tonsillectomy. Mary must share a room with a very grumpy patient. The episode is directed by Jay Sandrich, who seems to have done a great a many lot. episodes. Yeah. And written by none other than our favorite darling, Treva Silverman, the ultimate female voice behind Mary, which makes me so happy. Uh, this week's episode has a very special guest. Well, there's two guests. There is starring as Bert, the companion, not husband, but companion of Mary's roommate, is Bruce Kirby, who I knew I recognized him from somewhere. He was in Stand By Me, and he plays one of the uh, one of the store owners. Oh, when yes. Gordy goes into when they flip coins, they're mm-hmm. at the junkyard, and Gordy mm-hmm. goes into the store and has the flashback about the dinner scene, if I'm not mistaken. Vaguely, yeah, yeah. That's so he played Mister Quidacciolo, Quidacciolo. I can't pronounce that name. I think it's a Greek name or something. I'm not sure. Uh, but he's done a ton of stuff. He was in the Muppet movie. He was in Crash in 2004. He was in Throw Mama from the Train. He's he's got quite the repertoire. And then, of course. Mary's roommate, none other than the one and only Pat Carroll, the voice of Ursula the Sea Witch herself. Awesome. She's not divine, but she's damn near close. <laughs> so it's, yeah, and she's, it's amazing because I didn't know, like I didn't recognize her. Okay. Because she's done a lot of voice work in her career. Right. But, and she had done a lot of acting on screen obviously at around this time and yeah. earlier she started acting in 1948 oh wow yeah no because she's very very much a familiar face to me from television and movies i don't think she was ever a huge leading person but she certainly played character roles in in many supporting uh categories yeah 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 she's done a ton of stuff like that a lot of supporting roles and just a really broad career and she's still alive she's 90 years old she's she's a tough old broad which is super cool we, we like tough old broads we do and she is the toughest of the tough so this week is a later episode very much so mary yeah. has to get a tonsillectomy a single tonsillectomy yes because no she had two she had them out before but one grew back is that a thing I guess it is. but Is it though, to... or is it like a creative liberty that they took? I don't really know. Have we you can... ever heard of tonsils growing back? Yes, I have. Oh, actually. really? Yes, I have. And it used to be a thing that you used to remove tonsils quite liberally in the olden days. 
before mm-hmm. you were born. And um, yeah, if, if children had a lot of uh, throat infections or... Yeah, if you had strep throat ear, a lot. If you had strep throat a lot or, or a lot of um, otitis, like ear infections, mm-hmm. then let's just whip up those tonsils. Meanwhile, the tonsils are kind of a, a, an important part of your immune system. Mm-hmm. So you don't really want them taken out. Right. But I guess in those days they did. So... Well, like I used to get, there was a period of time where I was getting uh, strep throat, strep throat yep. a lot. Yep. But it was never quite enough. I think it had to be like if I got it three times in a year, then they would take it out. And I, I never got remember. it more than twice in a year. I don't remember what the, what the criteria was. Something I think like nowadays that. they don't anyway. Really? I thought they were still pretty liberal with it. No, I think they're pretty... They're, it's, it, I think the criteria for that kind of surgery it has, has tightened up. Okay. But don't quote us on this because this is not a medical show. That's true. So, despite your experience. Despite my experience. <laughs> but it is... Uh, Mary's super self-conscious about this because... And like, she keeps saying, oh, it's just, a, you know, I, I'll be off for a couple of days. I have to, you know, go into the hospital. And they're like, what's wrong? What's happening? And she's like, oh, it's just a little thing. And they and because she's saying this, the guys are like, "Well, you know, what why is you, it? What? Yeah, what is this it? Is oh my a god, big thing! Oh, she's saying it's a little thing. It must be something else." And then when she finally says, "It's you know, I have to have a tonsillectomy." Well, why did you make such a big deal out of it? Mm. She's like, losing her mind. It's not a big deal. She's embarrassed because it's a kid thing. Well, yeah, and I and I get that. Really? Yeah, of course. It, it just seems so, it's, it's like, you know, I have a hangnail and I got to get it out. Well, no, know. it's still surgery. No. I know it's still surgery, but, but it's generally associated with childhood. Adults yeah. don't usually get their tonsils out. True. But I guess it is, despite the fact that it happens, I can, ima- I can only imagine that it is still rare that they grow back. Probably. Probably. I don't know. It doesn't seem to be the norm. At least that's not my assumption. No. But uh, it's... All in all, it's a kind of interesting episode. I mean, again, it's pretty lighthearted. Rhoda gives Mary this uh, sexy nighty because she's going because this is also an overnight stay. She's staying there for a few days to have her tonsils removed, which, which seems of strange. that has changed over over the years. But that was the way it used to yeah, be. Everything there was no such thing as day surgery. Mm. Day surgery didn't exist for anything. Okay, uh, everything was an overnight stay, and often you would go into the hospital the night before. Okay. You'd go in and get prepped and get all set up, and then the next morning you'd go and have surgery. When my sister had her appendix out when she was a little girl, mm-hmm. and she was in the hospital for like maybe 10 days. Really? Now it's day surgery, or now it's maybe overnight, like one night. Really? Yeah, because now it's, it can be done minimally invasive. Same thing with when my father had his gallbladder out which was when I was a teenager and it was a very big deal and it was really painful Mm -hmm. and you know like this giant incision across your abdomen and now and now it's I don't even think it's overnight I think it's day surgery so things really have improved that way but you know in terms of the medicine in term in terms of the technology of of surgery but uh, in this case, it's very, the whole hospital scene and the whole, to me, having worked in healthcare, yeah. you know, here's Perky Mary with her false eyelashes and her designer suit going into hospital with her overnight bag. Yeah. Um, and even, even grumpy next door neighbor. With her um, false eyelashes. Also has her false eyelashes. Yeah. And with her broken leg and ulcers. And it's, it's like, that's not how real hospitals work. I'll, I'll, I'll. I'll accept the fact that this is a slapstick comedy scene. Yeah. 
Well, what, what about it stood out to you as being so disingenuous or so unreal? Uh, well, the fact that they chose which bed they wanted to sleep in, like, like oh the, well you yeah know. fair it's i didn't like, even think about that but I know, yeah that's, that's ridiculous it doesn't happen no. you don't choose you're, your bed you're no. assigned to a bed so that they can locate you uh, pretty much yeah and and the fact that the one that grumpy lady changed mm-hmm. rooms because her roommate was too chatty <laughs> like no what i'm sorry, I'm sorry hon, that do, that doesn't happen no most no. hospitals are full to the brim you rarely pretty have much. any option to change let alone the availability no. like why no. would that's not, it's not a hotel. It's not a hotel. No. no. I mean, granted, you are paying for it if you're in the States, but that doesn't, it's still public health care, and it's not designed that way. It's public health care in the States? Yeah. No. Not if you pay for it. Like, not. Everybody in, pays for it. Um, if you are very poor and you're on Medicare or Medicaid, the government will pay for it. Otherwise, you pay out of pocket, or your employer pays through private insurance. Right. So it the but I that's still considered like private med like a private hospital private medicine is a different thing like what Mary goes to is a public hospital we don't know that really so that, that might not be the case we don't know that yeah I I don't honestly know and again excuse our ignorance if well if, yeah we if, have universal health care sorry we live in Canada we have universal <laughs> health care there's no such thing as private hospitals here so I don't know what it's like in the U S now or then I don't know if things have changed over the last 40 years in terms of healthcare in the US mm-hmm. in Canada it's been pretty much the same and we are fully subsidized it's it's universal mm-hmm. in the case of Mary it's interesting cuz the anesthesiologist comes in to say hello prior like the the day before or the, the to morning give before, her his bill to give her the bill because people forget about his bill but that wouldn't be even in a in a system like they have in the states you can't just forget about the bill. No, they get you. They, yeah. <laughs> and and you don't have doctors individually. And again, maybe in the olden days they did do that. I don't really know. But nowadays like you had everything. to pay for different departments as opposed to the hospital as a whole. Uh, your whole entire hospital bill. But yeah. uh, nowadays everything is computerized. And you just get this, I think, astronomical bill at the end of your stay oh, yeah. that can... Um, uh, bankrupt you if you don't have coverage oh yeah well even now even with coverage like it was uh, a a friend an acquaintance of mine who lives in abilene she lives in texas abilene's in texas i think if you say so yeah if i'm not mistaken um she had i don't even remember exactly what it was oh blood work she went in for blood work and the total cost was like over three thousand dollars or something and she used her insurance and she still had to pay i think i think the fee that she had to pay was it was well over seven hundred dollars that's insane it was i think in the in the thousands still wow and that was after it was or I think her insurance, I can't remember what the total sum was now. It was something insane. And her insurance covers 80%. She still had to pay 20%. And the 20% was Ended something. Up being $700 or $800. I think it was over 1000 <clears throat> I'd have to double check because like, I know she took pictures of it and shared it on Facebook. And everybody was like, I thought you had insurance. And she's like, I did. I do. Wow. And this is with insurance. Like, how do you live? Like, blood, blood work does not cost that. No. 
Yeah. Like, it's insanity. No, I think insurance companies in the U.S. really, really gouge the public well, it's in not the even worst the insu- possible way. It's not well, even the, the insurance private- companies. It's the hospitals. And it's not even private hospitals. Different hospitals. There was this whole thing. I can't remember what it's called. It's like Matt Ruins Everything or something. There's some, like, segment. I think it's on the seat. I can't remember. I'll see if I can find it, and I'll include it in the show notes. But they there's this show with this guy who goes around, you know, there's... They, they, he did one on mom shaming and like his girlfriend steps in to speak because he's a dude so he can't really speak to it so she steps in and is like this is wrong and here's why but he did one on on healthcare and privatized versus public healthcare in the states and how hospitals be, started to get competitive with upcharging for procedures because of and I can't remember exactly what it was but pretty much all hospitals can generally dictate what they charge for certain things really? based on what they pay for certain things and what companies uh, that supply them with tools and equipment and mm. medication and things like that are willing to pay them or what they charge for the equipment and so on and so forth. So in order to compensate, they, over, they, they upcharge the cost of things so that patients wind up taking care of the difference. Uh, between what the hospital wow, spends. What a nasty business. It's so insane. It's it's completely insane. It's beyond comprehension for Canadians and I think for most other for first most world other, countries yeah. who have... Even some third world countries. Yeah, who have socialized medicine. Yep. And we think this is... To, it's not a privilege to have decent health care. Just, just as an idea as to how insane this actually is, Cambodia has... No, Laos has free health care... It's either Laos or Cambodia. I honestly can't remember. I was there, but I don't remember which one it was. Has free health care for people up to the age of 18. All medication, all procedures, all blood tests, you name it, is free. Why only up to the age of 18, Because though? then you're considered an adult. And so you can earn your own living? Yep. So to, to not put undue hardship on the parents? On the parents or the children who are living on their own, because a I lot guess. of them do. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of, of like homelessness orphan. amongst orphans and things really? like that. And, yeah. Oh, wow. But if, if... I suppose that's the rationale behind... I'm pretty sure it was uh, Cambodia, actually. ...the now coverage for medications for anyone under 25 here in Ontario. Yeah, which it's about damn time. That's uh-huh. going to help... Uh, that's going to help... A lot of people. Low students. Income fa- students and low-income families. Yeah. But think of the burden that that relieves from low-income families. Yeah, it's true. That's insane. Uh-huh. Like, when that when that was announced, Bob oh, and I wow. were standing in the kitchen talking about it, and he's like, did you hear about this, about everybody under the age of 25? There, All of their medication is covered, and all of their, like, everything. And I was like, yeah. He's like, oh, my God. If, if we had this when I was growing up. It would have been a big deal. Oh, Yeah. yeah. And it's, but it's insane to think that the States is still so They're backwards. so backwards. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, American listeners, but well, and they healthcare know. system sucks. Yeah. And it was, you know, they had Obamacare, which mm-hmm. is, I guess, kind of the pejorative term for it. Mm. And it was, I mean, it was a problematic system, but every, every major system is when you first introduce it. It takes time to make it right. But the idea that... The idea of not having universal health care. I don't know how we got onto this topic, but it's kind of an aside. Mary having to pay the anesthesiologist the separately. Right, which we think is ludicrous. But the idea that I think some American uh, people have that I'm not my brother's keeper, so I'm not going to pay for someone else's health care mm-hmm. 
is so misguided from the point of view of you live in a community, you live in a city, you live in a province or a state, you live in your country. Mm-hmm. You're all in this together, and this is not the kind of thing that you say, you know, I had the coffee and you had the sandwich kind of thing. Well, exactly. You can't think that way when it comes to healthcare because by the grace of God, if you believe in God, that could happen to you. Oh, yeah. And you could be out on the streets because you have to pay $100,000 in medical bills. Because and you, you had can't. three x-rays. Because you had three x-rays or because you have cancer or yeah. because you have whatever. Uh-huh. And the idea that medicine somehow is, uh, or having good health insurance, and I read this recently somewhere about, uh, it, it's 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 almost a status symbol. You know, I drive a Lexus and I have the best health insurance. Yeah. It's and like it's, asking, it's, it's where did, just, you know, where'd you go to school? Where'd you go to Oxford. school? Yeah. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. It's crazy, crazy. And it's, it, it, I don't understand it. It's, I've never no. understood it. Well, it's just, I mean, it, you know, do you, do you have a job? Sure. Of course you do. Everybody has a job or at least you hope to have a job or you strive to have a job. The goal is be employed. Mm-hmm. If, if you're employed, chances are you're dependent on other people for that job, whether it's because you offer a service or you offer goods or anything like that. If you're a plumber, mm-hmm. you can't have, you don't work if people don't hire you. You're dependent on others to survive. You're not this self-contained, are you a hermit who lives in a cabin in the woods, who hunts your own food, cuts down your own wood, and, you and know. if you get sick, you die. And if you get sick, you die? No. You exist in a, within a community. It's the same idea about It's a about microcosm. Like, it's an ecosystem. Yeah. It's the same idea about like anti-vaxxers being like, well, it's mm-hmm. my child. It's my choice. No, it's, no, it's not. not. You exist in a, in a society and your responsibility is not only to you and yours, but to the society in which you coexist because if that collapses, you're screwed. Yep. Everybody is. Yep. And it's not communism or anything like that. It's, no. It's, and somehow the word socialism seems to be uh, have these really bad connotations yeah. in, within the American culture. And I, I think of Canada as a, as a socialist country in a yeah. way. Um, we have a lot of government supported infrastructure Mm -hmm. that we quite like Mm -hmm. and we're okay to pay our taxes. Some of us are. Well, the people who wish we had, the people who would have voted for Trump if they lived in the States aren't so happy to be paying taxes. And big whoop, oh wow, you're probably white and privileged and make, you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars a year. Big surprise, you don't like taxes. Well, we don't love them but we but we feel we get our money's worth for the most part mm-hmm. for the most part not 100 percent, but we feel no. we get our, our money's worth for the taxes that we pay yeah and not it, no system is perfect even no. if you look at somewhere like what is it switzerland that has they have quite high tax rates but sweden. they're is it sweden 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 yeah they have very high tax rates but their society is incredibly stable <laughs> It's and very they have stable. universal healthcare, and, they, and I'm pretty sure universities they have, like, paid cradle for. cradle to grave, government uh, supported mm-hmm. uh, services. Yeah, social services, all sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they pay very high taxes. Now, granted, there's other issues with living in a place like Sweden and the fact that they're a little bit xenophobic. Mm-hmm. So you know, you can't have everything. No society is perfect. But this idea of Universal health care should never be a debate. That should no. not be a question. It's a it's not a privilege. It's no. a it's a it's a basic necessity. Yeah. Is it so. a privilege to be able to survive? No. In any case, 
Back yes. to our... Back to Mary. Back to Mary in her perky little nighty. In her uh, perky little... Yeah. Per- Universal health care. Uh, perky little nighty. It's a human. Da, da, da. Perky little nighty. Perky little nighty with false eyelashes. With false eyelashes. Oh, uh, yeah. And and flip hairdo. Sitting in a hospital bed. Oh, yeah. Man. Yeah. <laughs> Those were it's the days. Good. Those were the days. But she has a, she has a very grumpy roommate. Yeah who doesn't want to have a conversation with her about anything. No. Nope. Meanwhile, the woman is having, like, marriage troubles, and she has an ulcer, and she has this broken leg, and, and Mary, being goody-two-shoes Mary, wants to, like, be helpful and be a good listening ear mm-hmm. to her roommate, who's like, yeah, I changed, I changed rooms because my roommate was too chatty. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous. But she wins her over in the end, which kind of felt a little rushed. It's like you get to the end of the episode and it's, well, you know what? I tried and I tried to be your friend and you didn't want to. And it's, okay, well, you know, and this and that. And if you can't tell, I'm trying to apologize. Oh, that's great. Thanks so much. And we'll maybe see you later. And I can, you know, give you, tell you where I got the nighty and da 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 It's right. just like, yeah. And she wanted the nighty because she was reconciling with her with husband. Bert. No, she was reconciling with Bert. She was reconciling with her husband, and her and Bert was not her husband. Oh right, that's why <laughs> I was like, she was recognizing, recon, uh, recon. I thought it was that she was reconciling with Bert, and she said, "I'm so glad you're reconciling with your husband." And she goes, "Oh, he's not my husband." Right. Or so. Yeah, I think that's what it is. So the the dude Bert comes yeah. to see her in hospital, and they're fighting. Yeah. And she's breaking up. She had broken up with. Him. Him. And we did. We thought the him was only one him. We thought the him was her husband because right. she was talking about her husband being a pain in her ass. Right. And that she was also... And then this guy shows up and... We assume that's the husband. Yeah. But this is not the this husband. Is not the this husband. is the boyfriend. Yep. And Mary is so... It's it's during the credit sequence and she's so flabbergasted she almost bumps into the door frame on her way out of the room. She's, okay, well, uh, you know, I'm in her very merry way. It's in just a very like, puritanical, uh, yeah, good girl kind of way. And meanwhile, Pat Carroll is like laughing her head off, like you thought that was my husband. Ha 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 ha. ha, ha. <laughs> no, he's my slice on the side. Yeah, <laughs> you go, Pat Carroll. You go. And it's a kind of a fun little. There's actually that's the second moment in this episode that, in and of itself, is pretty risque for the time. Because at first. When she's in the office with Lou, and Lou is asking her why she's going into the hospital, oh. because he says, well, I, they asked, they need me to sign on this which, form. Which was bizarre, too, but whatever. Yeah, that she had, that her employer had to fill out something well, for maybe, her medical maybe, stuff. Maybe it's for insurance. Actually, yeah, that's, that's entirely possible. Yeah. Um, and they have to put what she's having done. And he's asking her questions, and she doesn't want to make a big deal, so it's just a little thing. And he's like, well, no, you have to tell me. And he stops, and he looks at her, and he goes... Is it a women's thing? And she goes, no. And he says, uh, is it dangerous? And she says, no, no. He's asking her if she's having an abortion. It's funny that you say that because I didn't really interpret it as that. Oh, I did. But when was Roe versus Wade? Roe versus Wade was 1970. Was it? Yes. Oh. We talked about it. We or did. No, no, it wasn't. I think it was 69. It. Oh, okay. But it was before. I think we mentioned but it in the first episode. how widespread were legal abortions in the U.S. in 1970. I mean, yes, they were legal on paper, but who was doing them? Well, exactly. And I'm not sure, honestly. But my yeah, thought... Like people were doing... If it was legal, then it was something that you had to have... Okay, no, I lie. Uh, Roe versus Wade was decided in 1973. 
Okay. So it hadn't happened yet. So it it was still illegal. So so it wouldn't have happened in a hospital if it was happening at all. But unless it was unless it was a hospital that was doing it under the table, if it was a like, because yeah. would you have had the hospitals offering that service? No. It no. my it it no. must have been. I'm that's what it says to me. Oh, that's interesting. Hundred percent because that is a very modern woman's perspective. Perspective because when he said, "Is it woman's thing?" Uh, my thought is, "Is it something gynecological, but not an abortion as such." Because the idea of a clean-cut Mary Richards having an abortion would not have even entered the minds of the writers at that point. Except for the fact that it was Treva Silverman. Okay. It was Treva Silverman who wrote it. And that, to me, says that that's what she was saying with it. Because oh. maybe it was her subtle way of saying it. I like, think you're looking at it through very modern eyes, because I would not have thought that. It's entirely possible. Yeah. But I... I like to think that that's what it is. Okay. I mean, it's fair. up. It's completely up for debate. So, guys, if you if you go back and you watch the episode, it's episode twenty. Hi. There's gonna be you know go go and watch it. I think you can find the episodes on YouTube. They're a little Probably. scrambled, but they're on there. So check it out and see what you think it is, and let us know if you think at the time it could have been this, it wouldn't have been what have you. I'm excited now to get to because this is 1971 at this point, halfway through season one, right? Which means that by the 71, 72, 72, 73. So by the second half of season three, we will have Roe versus Wade. And we you should. think it may have some impact on? Oh yeah, where, really? I can't wait to see what that does. Oh, okay. That'll be interesting. It'll be really interesting. Yeah. It'll be so fascinating. Yeah, to see if it makes a, if it makes any difference. Yeah. Hmm. So, Very interesting. It could be. I hope yeah. it is. I'm so excited. Well, we're almost done season one. We've got four episodes left after today. And it's, I mean, we'll, we'll discuss it more in detail in the last episode of the season. But it's been a hell of a time kind of looking at even just the way, the, the culture w- of the day. Yes. Which is fascinating for me because, of course, I don't, I wasn't there. Right. I'm only 30. I'm a baby. You're a baby. What do I know? I know nothing. But I was 15. You were 15. I was a high school kid. Yeah. So you were aware of things, but not in the way that you, that you're aware of things now. Of course not. But you were 15. You weren't, you weren't really a kid. I was a teenager. Yeah. And I was doing teenage things. (laughs) Like? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know what I was doing when I was 15, so that's fair. So next week, we are looking at episode 21. The boss isn't coming to dinner. Mary discovers the real reason Mr. Grant has been turning down her dinner invitations. He and his wife have separated. Oh. Oh. I'm excited for that. That's uh, directed by Jay Sandrich again. And written by David Davis and Lorenzo Music. If you recall, Lorenzo Music has written a couple of other episodes. He also did a lot of voice work, including Garfield and the real Ghostbusters. So he and he has an interesting sense of humor. So I'm curious to see how that turns out. That could be interesting. Yes, it could. That could be quite interesting. Indeed. So thanks for tuning in, guys. If you haven't already, head on over to iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Every little bit counts and helps us become a bit more visible. And if you haven't yet, share us with your friends, your family, your coworkers, anybody you think might be interested in our take on the Mary Tyler Moore Show. And in the meantime, you can head on over to Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram to see what we're up to, uh, touch base with us, shoot us a message, or you can send us an, and that would be at, after all, 
podcast, by the way, our handle on Twitter and on Facebook, etc., at After All Podcast. And of course, you can send us an email at afterallpodcast at gmail.com if you have any feedback, comments, questions. Again, if you take a look at the episode and you think that it is that she might have an abortion, like that that's Lou's concern, if you think that it isn't, what have you, any opinions on the episode at all or anything whatsoever, just sharing your love for the show or, you know, your polite, dignified uh, criticisms of the show, what have you. Shoot us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And until then, we'll see you next time.